Welcome to our Not So TMI podcast, where we'll be discussing more of our personal experiences with mental health, and the topic for this month, January, is substance use. I'm Crystal. My name is Cindy, and we are the Iway Youth Interns for this year. So there's a lot of information on substance use, whether it's from like movies we watch or music we listen to, and just people at our school. Um, so how do you think our culture or society views substance use? I think it's very, like there's two, two sides of it where it's like one, like drugs are cool. <laughs> and the other is like, drugs are not good for your body or like substances are going to kill you um, and, you know, like, I feel like mainstream media kind of does this thing where it's like, oh, drugs are cool, substances are cool, um, all the, all the rappers, all the rappers do drugs, um, but then also it's like, there's, there have been a lot of times where someone has overdosed, and, like, someone in, mainstream media has overdosed because of substances so it shows like two very different sides of it as well that I feel like I just I talked a lot about music but like how have you seen it in movies or shows when they're seen when they're shown in shows they don't really tell us if it's bad or good like their purpose is not to be educational or to like tell us to not do drugs but it's just when it's there, when we see it in movies, people want to like replicate it, I guess, or kind of copy people's um, or characters' actions. So in a way, inherently, it's like it kind of influences people to have the same views. Like if the character does not have a healthy habit with substance use, then it might make people like think that it's like okay as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like really scary for like future generations or even like our our age group. Um, because you know we have full access to all these shows and Netflix and um, are very easily accessible, and we're not really taught about substances at all. And a lot of the information we do get is from like shows or music or movies and all the media but then also we were talking about like earlier the the ads (laughs) what is it the real cost of vaping um and it was like this really it was so scary like Mm -hmm. I was so concerned um it was like there's if you vape you're putting so many up like of these certain toxins in your body Mm -hmm. and it portrayed it like showed like worm looking stuff crawling around yeah and stuff yeah just a lot of like fear tactics to kind of scare people these like movies and musics and like people influencers and they're not necessarily like responsible for telling us to like not use substances if that's not their platform but they do affect how a lot of youth like view substances and it can like influence them and I think 
that's just that's a platform that people should be using to kind of destigmatize it. A lot of people look up to these influencers, and if they could use their platform to spread awareness and to educate, that'd be so so good. <laughs> yeah. So I saw somewhere that said that like we were the generation Gen Z, I think that was supposed to like stop smoking cigarettes, but then vaping and e-cigarettes came along and that kind of like ruined it. The vaping industry just kind of like got a lot of youth hooked up to it. So why do you think like vaping and e-cigarettes were able to like become so accessible or like catching youth attention? Do you remember like a really long time, not a really long time ago, but like a couple years ago when the Juul was a really big thing? Yeah. Like, wasn't it? It was like marketed as like a very discreet, small device that you could carry around literally every, like anywhere. And like, no one would really be concerned about it or like bat an eye to it because it it looks like a USB thing, you know? I think that's the reason. Now it's very accessible. I'm not sure what it was like before. And then two, it's like, it's so easy to hide. Yeah. Like with a pack of cigarettes, it's like really obvious. The flavoring is a big part, like making it like cotton candy flavor or like fruity flavor that just attracts more kids to try. I think the one thing that's like kind of really concerning for me is that like like smaller kids, little littler kids, like middle school kids, <laughs> that's, that's the word. Middle school kids are starting to, to date. And that's so young, you know? Yeah. So when I was in middle school, I didn't really know much people that were like directly smoking or using any substances, but I did know people like selling these substances. And that's also another part of the vaping industry or just substance use industry, like trying to get youth hooked up, hooked in is like having these youth selling these even, or having older people give these like substances to youth to sell to other youth. And that's another problematic thing that happens. It's kind of concerning how like we've slowly like gone down to now like middle school. I feel like when I was a young kid, like high schoolers like drinking alcohol or like doing drugs was like a really big thing but then slowly it's like gone trickled down to middle school Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so it's like the age limit or yeah yeah just getting younger and younger and that has a lot to do with mix of like misinformation and just not receiving the education or awareness of like the effects substance use can have on people and how to like stop it before you it hits to the point where it becomes abusive um one of the things that like i guess kind of keeps getting brought up is like education and getting taught about substance use Mm -hmm. um and that was one of the things we were talking about earlier or like we kind of had like a revelation about it yeah because one thing we realized was like Schools don't really teach their students about substance yeah. use at all. Yeah, or like all the opportunities that they have, they don't take it. Yes, yes. And 
I don't, the thing is, I don't get why. I don't get why not. Like, it's just make a curriculum and like implement it somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I feel like it should be like, be in there somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like for my school, um, there's just like, we know of people of like, when there's a case of someone like using substances, no one, the school never really addresses it directly. They kind of try to keep like situations like silent. They could have like brought people in or the school should have like taught us more about substance use rather than just punishing the student for using. That's like very similar to my school too. We don't talk about it all that much. And if someone like, if it does come up, with a certain person like the school will just pull them aside and be like here's the deal like one thing that my school does is like which is really surprising is um i think once or twice a year they bring in a dog a a, a sniffing dog like a dog that can sniff out like certain substances it's unexpected they don't tell us when um and like when we're in class they come in tell us to get up like without touching anything like we we like have to i'm showing this on camera but i can't really like describe it like we just got to get up and like line up outside and like everyone has to stay silent the dog is just in there for like a couple minutes and to sniff everyone's backpack and i find that so crazy because funny story like i i had to i transferred into my current school which is a school that that does this I was so confused. I was like, dude, what's happening? Are they going to steal my stuff? Are they trying to find my phone? Because I thought they were looking for phones. <laughs> and it turned out they were just looking for drugs. And I was so surprised. I don't know why they do that. Right. Apparently, like, not a lot of schools do that. That's very kind of violating. Um, <laughs> and that speaks to, like, the school to present pipeline because you shouldn't have to go to school and be subjected to that. I don't know why school choose to respond like that to just use fear because that loses trust between student and the school <laughs> when their personal belongings are being like sniffed at and like violated that. And I guess the learning opportunity instead of accusing like students of having drugs it's one one thing that like I've noticed is like it's a lot of fear like with um the ad we were talking about earlier the they try to instill fear in the in like the, the their target audience so that they don't um start using substances and like similar similarly with my school if we don't know when the dog is going to come of course no one of course people are going to be scared you know so it's a lot of fear I'm not sure if it works um, it doesn't look like it's working. <laughs> yeah, because even though if that stops people from using substances and like like being scared, I, I don't know. I just don't think it's effective in stopping the entire cycle. Instead of using dogs to sniff out people's backpacks, like there are other pr- protective factors that school and our families and our friends could also provide. What are some protective factors that you know of? <laughs> um having a good relationship with your friends and having like a good support system is one i know that's like really important when it comes 
to like a lot of stuff like this because your friends they're there to support you and make sure that the healthiest you can be yeah just looking out for you having like different outlets and things to fill up your time can kind of steer you away from just spending that time using drugs okay i know this is lame but i'm in cross country <laughs> it's not lame i can't <laughs> Like, for me, running, although I hate it, I hate running. Like, I dread going to practice every single day. I hated it. But it was, one, a really nice way to connect with other people. And, like, using running as, with that adrenaline feeling. Some people do use substances for, like, medical reasons and, like, for their personal reasons. And it's not always easy to just quit and, like, tell people to stop using it but there are healthier alternatives and healthier ways to manage substance use and for it not to lead to substance abuse. And it's important not to like treat anybody like differently or like treat, like shun somebody, if that's a word, um, because they use substances. All you can do at the end of the day is to support them, like give all like the love and support you can in hopes that they like figure out what they want or what they need. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast on substance use. We hope you can relate to some of the things we talked about. Hopefully this will inspire you to think about how your school handles substance use and how it get, how the systems of just about everything can improve. We have some other resources um, that iWay provides. You can check out the iWay Instagram for a lot of them. A lot of the links and um, posts there are on there. And to briefly mention some, we have Wellness Tuesdays, Wings, which is, which stands for writing, inspiring, narrating, glowing, storytelling, and storytelling. And another one is hashtag represent. And one that we actually lead is Boba Tea Talk. All the links for Everything that I just mentioned is in the iWay Instagram, in their bio. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's podcast. We- thank you. Bye.